Hello, we're Muckle LLP, a highly successful full-service commercial law firm based in Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the north of England. We support businesses, organisations and individuals all over the UK and beyond. And with this podcast series, we share business insight and practical tips to help you with the full spectrum of commercial law. Welcome to another in our series of Brexit-related podcasts. I'm Robin Adams, partner in the commercial team here at Muckle LLP. Today, we're looking at the public procurement rules relevant to public sector authorities buying goods and services and to businesses seeking to provide those goods and services. I'm joined today by Alison Walton, partner in our commercial team and head of our EU public procurement team. Hi, Alison. Hi, Robin. Alison joins us to answer our questions about what's going to happen to public procurement following Brexit or the end of the transitional period on 31st December this year. Alison's acted in many of the high-profile public procurement cases reported in recent years, representing both bidders and authorities in tender processes and challenges alike, and is currently part of the Procurement Lawyers Association Working Party in consultation with the government on procurement law changes. Just for those who might be wondering what all of this is about, what is EU public procurement and how does it affect businesses on a day-to-day basis? Well, public procurement law derives from EU treaties. So it's a concept from European law. Um, It's about free trade, free movement of goods and services across all member states within the European Union. And what the rules say is essentially when a public body spends money on goods, works or services above a certain financial threshold, it has to advertise that opportunity currently EU-wide through the official journal of the European Union, or OJU as people refer to it as, um, and then follow a fair, open and transparent tender process to award the contract. And in doing so, they have to ensure equal treatment of all tenderers, no matter where they're from. So the thinking behind this is it essentially stops protectionism and the bi-local sort of attitude that some some people think there should be within the UK, uh, which is, as you can imagine, it often causes tension. So an example of this was a couple of years ago, the Blue Passports case, where it was being made outside of the UK within the EU. Um, and the more recent coverage has been in the press of the contracts for cronies in relation to the government awarding urgent PPE contracts to um, companies that were related to certain members of the cabinet. Um, These are all to do with the government's hands being tied by the procurement rules because of the rules on the tender processes and not preferring suppliers from your own country or preferring suppliers on a subjective rather than objective basis. Now, in procurement law, there's regulations um, that are in domestic law here in the UK, and there's a huge amount of case law sitting behind these rules, much of which comes directly from Europe and the European Court of Justice. So, Alison, with this coming from, do you say, EU directives and EU case law, does that mean it will all just disappear once we're past the 31st of December this year? Or, or in other words, will we will we be free of those public procurement rules and can public bodies just award contracts to anyone they like from then on? Well, it doesn't doesn't quite mean that. Um, there's been a lot of discussion over this topic and there's been a sort of question mark over what will happen to procurement law in the long run for some time, pretty much since the Brexit vote four years ago. Um, but one thing we can be absolutely sure of is that public procurement rules won't disappear overnight at the end of the transition period next month. 
Um, the rules on procurement are part of our UK domestic law and they won't simply uh, disappear. For the short and medium term, procurement life as we know it will pretty much continue as is for the most part. Not much will change in practice. Um, perhaps the most significant thing that will change overnight on the 31st of December is that OJU will stop being the tender publication service that public bodies have to use to advertise tender opportunities. The UK government's created a UK-only replacement for OJU, um, which will advertise opportunities across the UK for suppliers to tender and express interest in. And that's called the Find a Tender Service, or FTS, which is not quite as easy to say as OJU. Um, the Public Contracts Regulations 2015, for those who know and love them, will remain in place, uh, but there have been some minor amendments to them to replace references in those regulations um, to OJU with Find a Tender instead and replace references to the European Commission with the Cabinet Office. And also notably, the current OJU financial thresholds above which contracts have to be advertised um, will remain in place. Um, and those will be set by the Cabinet Office every two years now rather than the European Commission. And um, what's going to happen in the longer term to procurement, Alison? Are we going to see an end uh, to the red tape that public authorities have to uh, go through when spending money? Um, the short answer to that is we, we don't know yet. Um, I think most people agree that there need to be checks and balances on public bodies when they're awarding contracts. And as I mentioned, the recent press over the PPE contracts being directly awarded without any objective um, scrutiny shows the public feeling is that ministers and public officials need to be accountable when spending public money. And they can't simply award contracts to companies in whom they might allegedly have an interest. Um, there needs to be at least some sort of value for money test. Um, when the public contract regulations came in in 2015, at the time they were implementing the, the 2014 European directives, um, but the government in the UK took the opportunity to add to those directives and make procurement law in the UK more restrictive um, rather than simply copy across the requirements from the European directive. Um, the government added a series of requirements for below threshold contracts to ensure that there was transparency for contracts where they were even of low value. So that suggests that the government places a great importance on the processes, the transparency and the procurement system that we've got in place. And I can't see that changing. What we are expecting literally any day now is a green paper from the government on procurement reforms in the long run. So we'll soon have a better idea about what's going to happen. Um, the feeling is the procurement system we currently have is probably going to be simplified. It's seen as a bit cumbersome and a bit over complex at the moment. Um, for example, at the moment we have four sets of regulations covering concession contracts, utilities, defence and public bodies. They're all very similar in format and the suggestion is that we may need one or two sets of regulations rather than all four. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more protection for SMEs when they're bidding so that the government's kind of fostering and encouraging growth of SMEs in the UK economy. It's likely that the number of procedures, tender processes that, are, that can be followed is going to be reduced um, and simplified. Um, and something that I'm part of in association with the Procurement Lawyers Association is a review of the appeals procedure. So at the moment, you can only take action in the High Court um, if you want to challenge a procurement. There is a suggestion that that is made easier, quicker and cheaper, um, perhaps through an independent tribunal. So 
I'm sure businesses um, will welcome a simpler uh, set of rules. But what about the procurement case law that's out there? I know the, there's a lot of case law which the UK courts use to decide procurement cases. Uh, and a lot of that currently comes from European case law decisions. Are those European decisions still going to be relevant in the UK? Um, the short answer to that is yes. Um, we are going to have something called retained EU case law, which is um, by virtue of some of the um, withdrawal legislation that's come out recently. Now, retained EU case law will still apply, and that refers to all case law up to the end of the transition period that comes from Europe. Um, and that's going to continue to bind the domestic courts in the UK when they're looking at um, decisions in relation to procurement challenges, for example. But the Court of Appeal and the Supreme Court, the two highest courts in our judicial system, will be able to derogate from um, precedents that are set by the European courts in that retained EU case law, uh, where it appears to them that it is right to do so. And what does the end of the Brexit transitional period mean for businesses looking for opportunities to sell to the public sector in the UK? On a practical level, suppliers need to ensure that they're registered on the Find a Tender service so that they can spot opportunities to tender which are published on there after the 31st of December because of course they won't any longer be published on OJU. And any watch services which suppliers might use to scan the various portals for opportunities um, need to be ready to scan find a tender too so it's worth getting in touch with any watch services that suppliers might use just to check that they are registered and ready to go from the 1st of January. Um, if as a supplier you're already registered on the contracts finder service which is the existing UK government opportunities portal you'll find that your registration and login details will have been copied across to find a tender so you can use those to log in straight away and you don't need a new account. Um, and in relation to suppliers based in the EU who are wanting to tender to public bodies within the UK after the 31st of December, then they will have the ability to tender and they'll have the right to bring claims until the end of 2021 under existing GPA rules. Um, the idea is that by the end of 2021, the UK will have negotiated trade deals with other GPA states to replace those rights. Um, I suspect actually we'll be looking at GPA rights for third country suppliers wanting to tender into the UK for a bit longer um, than just the next 12 months. So those are some of the things that businesses need to be thinking about in the run-up to the end of December. What do public bodies need to do to be prepared for uh, Brexit transition uh, from a procurement perspective? Well public Bodies need to be ready for the changes on a practical level uh, by assuring that they're registered and able to use the Find a Tender service. Now, most public bodies that I advise um, are usually signed up to some form of e-sender portal um, or system which automatically sends notices to OJU and Contracts Finder just by filling in a, a form online. Um, and again, they should check with their e-sender service that from the 1st of January, they'll be sending notices to Find a Tender automatically rather than OJU. Most of the common e-sender services that I've come across have already completed that work um, to enable that to happen. But it is worth checking with your supplier that that's going to happen if they haven't already been in touch. So what can we expect to see over the coming months in terms of um, changes to the procurement regime, if anything? 
Well, not much is going to change in summary, as I've said, on the process side of things, other than use of find a tender rather than OJU. Um, it's a case of wait and see what comes out in the green paper in terms of the longer term changes. And we'll, of course, issue updates as soon as changes are clear in terms of that review of procurement law. Um, but we can be sure that nothing is going to happen overnight. Thank you, Alison, for that very useful run through. So it looks like the public procurement rules are going to be with us for some time and looking ahead there may be some changes to procedures and uh, the way challenges may be brought and resolved for example but from January 1st it's largely business as usual but bidders and public bodies will need to get used to using the find a tender service or FTS and also get used to the fact that from 1st January 2021 OJU in the UK at least will be a thing of the past. If you do have any queries about the content of this podcast, do please get in touch. And all that remains is for me to thank Alison. Thank you, Alison. Thank you. And to thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.